0: losing time i agree uh, do i have to held
1: it? Can yeah, I I hold, hold it yeah you have to hold it very close
0: very like, it? Like, like right right here yes. like, uh you is that uh, that 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 light jumping up or whatever yes. yeah yeah <laughs> because it already happened to me you know i gave a long interview i was sweating like a pig and then the guy <laughs> told, "Sorry." it didn't work oh, nice. oh, I God. said fuck you you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. have a pretty good track record but, yeah. but this will not go live so you can manipulate exactly. yes, 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 that's yes, good yes, because yes. I get lost repetitive blah 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 you be my Stalinist master yes. oh, Censa- I believe in censorship yes. censorship <laughs> is the most noble thing humanity invented you in the US learned a couple of years ago the lesson from from Soviet Union you remember who was it? Janet Jackson. There was the, yeah, ball, at the oh, super ball. Ball. yeah, yeah. And then they introduced also in your live sports, uh, uh, how to call it, when they render it on TV, you know this uh, uh, one and a half second delay yeah. sure. that somebody is watching. But this is the old Soviet invention. <laughs> Always in the Soviet Union they were afraid of some provocation. Even if it's first of May parade or whatever they... I talk too much, okay. <laughs> I hope they will, so it's arranged, they will allow us to be here.
1: Yeah, the uh, bartender said it was okay. So. Ah, yeah,
0: okay, but yeah, yeah, okay, All okay, right. so let's, we yeah. have somebody to refer to. Now we really should, please, <laughs> okay. yes. All right. Uh, sorry, well, it's him or him, I thought, you know, who is the boss? Don't mix, <laughs> I, I am a good slave, but i like to know who All is right, the I'll, master. I'll, I'll, you
1: know? I, I'm, I'm the master in this case, I'll be, I'll be a, the, you know, these guys can chime in yeah.
0: if, as they see we'll fit. We'll be the daddy. I'll be the daddy
1: here. Very good. So, um, yes, as you've probably already discerned, we're talking to uh, Slavoj Žižek, and I'd like to begin by saying one of the things that I uh, most admired you for was uh, back when you were teaching here in New York City at the New School, you famously said, uh, I don't want to read papers, don't give me anything, I hate students, because like the majority of people, they are boring idiots, and I cannot imagine in a worse experience than some idiot comes and starts to ask you questions. So, keeping that in mind. Have you seen the new Joker movie, and if so, your thoughts?
0: (laughs) I, uh, now now I will fall even deep into criminal activity. (laughs) I haven't because I have an ethical principle. My country is, as your beloved uh, president would have put it, a shithole of a country, (laughs) small country, which means you can freely download pirate copies. Mm -hmm. Nobody controls it. We are not of interest to big companies. And uh, so I'm waiting for a good copy to be freely available, to download. Mm-hmm. I, and here, here, I don't want to download it here, so I haven't yet seen it, but I read about it. And this doesn't prevent me from having an opinion on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nor should it. Because, uh, because you know that, about, it's about 50-50. Half of the movies I write about, I haven't seen them. No, I'm here a girl, an idealist. I read about the movie, an idea came for me. Then I'm afraid to see the movie, it may uh, spoil my idea. You see that it's a little bit... For example, the one, Black Panther. Yeah. I wrote about it, I didn't see it. <laughs> Roma Quaron pretentious, I didn't see it. <laughs> so, uh, but, but from what I've heard, I would be totally, basically... I'm not saying I know the main actor is good, blah, 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 but... Uh, You know why Uh, uh, opposed it? Because if I'm informed correctly, the movie tries to give some kind of social, psychological genesis of Joker. Mm -hmm. The desperate circumstances, blah, blah, all that stuff. (laughs) I think with these negative superheroes, Mm -hmm. this is precisely the wrong... Approach. You cannot account for them in this way. They are kind of a miracle. They are, of course, effect of certain causes, but a contingent effect. The majority of people don't become jokers. You know, even if they suffer in the same way. I remember here a line from, uh, I think, Hannibal Lecter. Says when they investigate him when he is in prison, how could you become Lecter? Like uh, uh, the police p- uh, uh, psychologist uh, looked into... What happened to you? What trauma so that you became? And he gives uh, he, a beautiful answer. He says, nothing happened to me. I happened to the world, in the world. And it's the same with Joker, who is, of course, for me, a positive guy. A good <laughs> idea from the second Christopher Nolan movie. You know, precisely if you read it, it's as if that movie, I think it's the second Christopher yes, Nolan, yeah. The Dark Knight, where we have the famous Joker. okay. Uh, what I like there is that Joker often talks there about his origins, but gives a series of inconsistent narratives. Yeah. Once he says this, then he says that. Father beat him, father didn't beat him, whatever. And I think this is a nice way of mocking this history of origins. I don't believe in them. I think something always emerges, something new as a miracle. Second thing... Why I think Joker is a good Marxist. (laughs) You know, he is not, he is precisely fully identified with his mask. It's wrong to look for the real person behind. And I admire persons who don't play this dirty game. That's how you always, that's how you succeed legitimizing brutal dictators. That you say, and you can of course say about anybody. I'm sure Hitler probably liked small children and dogs dog, and famously. cats and whatever. No, of course, if you look closely, every no matter how bad guy had at some level a good, warm heart for something and so on, that's the wrong approach. The truth is in your mask. What The truth is in what you are doing. So that's why my psychonetic teacher, now that, Jacques Lacan, my favorite anecdote about him is the following one. Uh, he acted publicly in a very affected way, this complex French phrase. He was playing a role. Then I knew some people who knew Lacan intimately and asked them, okay, do you discover then a private... Person he can be funny ordinary. They told me no. In private he is exactly the same. (laughs) I like people who know you search in vain for a mask of humanity and so on and so on. I don't believe in this. This is why. Let me make another jump. It's all the same line associations. (laughs) Why one of the these politically correct multiculturalist statements that make me explode in rage is it ends. uh, an enemy is somebody to whose story we were not ready <laughs> <Yeah>. to listen <laughs> yeah. so I always say, ah, that's good to know Hitler <laughs> is our enemy because we were not ready to, you know and my point is not only that that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that his story was also horrible, intimately. my point is that I think the intimate stories we are telling ourselves about ourselves are usually a fake. The truth is in what we are doing, for example, going to my ex-country, Yugoslavia in general. I was years ago obsessed by the motive that behind every terrible crime, ethnic crime, ethnic cleansing, and so on, there is a poet, a poet or a religious leader. Because, you know, it's difficult for people to be directly evil. As Steve Weinberg, the quantum cosmologist, said, uh, without religion, good people would be good, and bad people bad to make you need religion if you want good people make bad things yeah. you have to offer them a strong vision and so on and that 's why again i don 't buy all this stuff and that 's for me the the truth of uh, the truth of Joker. He stands for this absolute identification with the mask. Now you will say, but wait a minute. In uh, Batman 2, Nolan's, his demand is I will continue to commit crimes in Gotham City till uh, Super. uh, till, sorry, Batman takes off his mask. Mm -hmm. But I think the point is not let's see the real Batman. He gets it that the whole power of Batman is in his mask. Uh, So he wants to. Like destroy Batman. You know, which movie is the truth of all this? My favorite, Jim Carrey, and I appreciate him very much. I'm very sad that now he goes down. Uh, the Mask. Do you see? The, he's an ordinary, weak Smoken. guy. He puts a mask, he becomes like a character from can- cartoon <laughs> yeah. and so on. I all, my, my big dogma is that there is more truth in the mask than it was, than in alleged authentic person, whatever bullshit. That's why I'm not against any this psychological genesis. Mm-hmm. But you know, which is for me, a true counter-Joker movie. Did you see? I quite like it. That Shyamalan second, Unbreakable. Yes. Yes, there, I did. The point is not mask, what is behind the mask. The point is that the superhero, Bruce Willis, cannot accept that he is a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his problem is, my God, am I... Re- he resists it. That's a more interesting topic. But Joker... In the movie, they opted for this old-fashioned genesis mm-hmm. of what happened to him. It's a false approach. But maybe I will see it. Although, if we, you cut it short, and it's gone. But no, the uh, bottom that, line, The Mask, starring Jim Carrey. That's, that's, that, that that's the truth that's the of truth? all these movies. Yes. That's the one that I like. And it's even psychologically deeply true. I know it from my experience how masks work. Maybe I was an evil father, although my sons loved me. When one my, my sons was small, I approached him with a mask. He was afraid. Then I put the mask off, like, Hi, look, your old stupid cunt face of a daddy is here. He laughed. Now comes the mystery. So he knew what is behind the mask. Then I put the mask on, he was afraid again. He was right. Psychologically, yeah. because I think that, in a way, it's a m- much more refined psychological mechanism. I think the true mask is our everyday stupid face. They are all our restraints, limitations, fears, act. But if you put the mask on, it means I can drop my control. Paradoxically, a mask means I can be who I really am. Even my psychoanalytic friends told me, that's why you can tell things to the psychoanalyst which you would never have said to those who are close to you. It's a foreigner, you know, you you gain Mm -hmm. a a distance. And that's why also people like to confess in others whom they don't know. I take this quite seriously, but again... Taxi drivers, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I I never do this. I don't like to confide in general. I'm a pessimist (laughs) here. I hate... I never want it applied to me psychoanalysis. <laughs> My idea is this one. If you look deep into myself, as in any person, you discover some disgusting deep <laughs> shit. All the petty <laughs> egotisms and so on. So let's leave it there. Let's, well, okay. I talked too along, much. so on. Along those lines from
1: uh, the, the Joker to uh, the
0: larger conflict of joke. Sorry, but okay. which one? Which one it, it just concluding remark. Yeah. If you go on in the same series, I have a soft spot more for the third one. What is it? Uh, Bain. Uh, Bane. Yes. is uh, you know yeah, okay, yes. Bane, this is Socialist Republic <laughs> Manhattan. <laughs> it's the same, it's the same as my reading of uh, Black Panther. The only way to redeem the movie is to read it that between the lines, the message is, the Killmonger. Killmonger, is Killmonger. is the good Killmonger good guy. Is the true By far, easily the good guy. Easily the good guy. The good By, guy yeah. Unquestionably and, so. But you know how all those listen, do I live in an alternate world or what That how all my black friends said wonderful black power but the movie almost openly signals this lie do you remember how the only guy that the good black king trusts is the, the CIA. CIA, the agent. CIA. No, that movie. Uh, I, re- I don't get it. How
1: nobody? <laughs> the movie is- recast the uh, like sort of struggle for like African nationalism yeah. and uh, sovereignty, yeah. and made the CIA their ally
2: in that yeah. struggle. <laughs> it Basically, retells like the Congo, and, and like Killmonger is Patrice Lumumba. Yeah, yeah, precisely. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. You know, but you know, which is my. Did you read my piece? where I, I think it found more eco in Europe you know which of my p- interpretations along these lines I gave it the same twist ok it's uh, uh, too low I watched just some of the episodes it's too much of the last season uh, Game of Thrones Daenerys is my lady killing them all pretty more. good right pretty good <laughs> yeah, yes yeah. and the, the series is, I think, con- you saw the last episode. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, the, the series is consciously ambiguous there. Because did you notice how, when after they liquidate her, and when <laughs> this new council yeah. meets... What they, do they decide? S- screw ordinary people. The important thing is to reconstruct the army and the brothers. Prostitution. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they openly, and you know, remember when one of them said, what about the rights of those out? They start to laugh. Oh, will my dog also vote or <laughs> horse or what? The movie goes, and this is, I think, maybe the only way to redeem some of these big blockbusters. Mm-hmm. To, to, to see if there is there may be another t- opposite uh, message I stop <laughs> believe it or not
1: well I, I like I said I, I wanted to ask you about the the, the concept of jokes and I've, uh, I've, I've liked your idea that, that Jokes represent a kind of shared obscenity that we have as
0: human beings. And as I'm not a, saying automatically, yeah. like, I meet an old dignified lady who means nothing <laughs> bad, or oh, I tell her a dirty <laughs> joke, how about... Smash a pie how in about, her face. I'm not saying you do this. What I am saying is that, in my experience, uh, jokes, and you cannot... Define them. You cannot determine their scope in advance like, oh, but they must be correct jokes. No, jokes are here to hurt, to make fun of people. My solution is universalize them. The only way to really fight racism is to universalize it. And maybe you know this line of mine. I remember... before nationalist tensions in ex-Yugoslavia, this was the most beautiful moment of what officially was called brotherhood, solidarity of Yugoslav nations. We were telling jokes like crazy, but mostly about our own nation.
1: I remember the joke you told, which is uh, how does a Montenegrin have sex? Ma- how, yeah. how he masturbates. Yeah, how does
0: he masturbate? And it's, uh, yeah, but there are others. I will not go into <laughs> them. Much, much, much nastier. They would have arrested you and me. But what I'm saying is that... This functioned as pure solidarity mm-hmm. it functions no, I think you can tell the dirtiest joke, but uh, but uh, if you tell it in the right way, if it 's meant ironically towards yourself and so on and so on, it can work again. I cannot even imagine a, a true friendship solidarity with others without sharing small obscenities, and you know, I will give you a proof how my friends accept me at this level. I had a friend who was constant butt of my dirty jokes, and he then knew how to reply. Then at some point, I was really in a bad mood. And when I stumbled upon him, I didn't have the energy to tell jokes, so I just friendly greeted him. <laughs> and I learned then the guy was in a panic. He asked others, is Slavo mad at me? Why are there no insults? And so on and so on. That's how, that's all. I, I think that there is in this no politically correct control. Did I offend you with this, with that? There is something so terribly false. It is as if you cannot really fight racism, you can just control it tightly, control yourself all the time, look deeper I use that expression, but how do you know that that expression is not again an insult and so on I I think that the true victory over racism would have been when you tell all the dirty jokes, but they are experienced not as racist aggression, but as solidarity and I think it works because also, another thing I, I hate those left liberals who pretend we shouldn't offend minorities all that stuff but did they ever have contact with real low-class minorities and so on. They swim in obscenities and dirty jokes and so on. That's how I always establish a contact with taxi drivers. You cannot even mention what happened to me here in the United States with Indians, with all those. The only ones who are harsh, I don't like them. It's almost my own nation. I don't know if you noticed this here. There are many Russians in East Europe, they are, can be violent. I try to avoid them. <laughs> they don't know New York. Me, as a complete idiot, already had to guide them, you know. They even don't get this fundamental man- Manhattan, <laughs> Manhattan system. They always try to... But what I'm saying what I'm saying, is that the message of these insults, it's not, I hate you, it's a kind of a very naive message. You see, we are such good friends that even the worst insults mm-hmm. only reassert our friendship. Well, and, seems- and and sorry, but I'm not now saying we should just insult yes. others and so on. Of course, this works only in very specific conditions mm-hmm. and so yeah. on and so on. I just think from my own experience again that that there must be something like an obscenity to establish an authentic contact. Like cut the bullshit, we are really close, and so on and so on.
1: What I'm getting at here is, like, we've talked on the show about how, like, in our current political moment here in America, like, you know, broadly speaking, liberals and the left have gotten... Just sort of double down on culture and entertainment as the realm in which you can exert power because politics yeah, yeah. has failed but slightly, totally.
0: But slightly, right? But slightly, yes. And
1: as far as like jokes and comedy goes, there's this, you know, big question oh, can you tell jokes anymore? Can anything be funny because of PC culture and then yeah. cancel culture yeah. and things like that? But we seem, you know, caught between this dichotomy on the one hand, this very, you know, awful, hectoring school marmish, you know, don't say that, don't yeah, offend yeah, this yeah. person on one hand, and on the other, a very sweaty, kind of ham-fisted attempt to provoke with, you know, base uh, humor and offensiveness to provoke that very reaction. Yeah, but and oh, I'm like, oh, but in, this, in this dichotomy, they're like, what is being lost or most imp- more importantly, what is being repressed when people like, you know, uh, are stuck in this, this you know, battle between over jokes and words and things like that? The
0: situation is here much more complex because when I was young, 68, 70, student rebellion, the idea was those in power talk dirty, no, sorry, those, this is today. Those in power talk a fake dignified language, and we, rebellious leftist youth, we should do like this, fuck you to politicians, to unmask their indecency, and so on and so on. But something fundamentally changed. Now it's the old right which rediscovered this obscenity of political speech, and I'm not simply saying we should reappropriate it. What what I'm now very manipulative, what the left should do, I tried to do this in that unfortunate debate with <laughs> Jordan Peterson. I'm going to ask you about that in a yeah, second. Yeah, Where, where, where? Uh, my point was this one, because Jordan Peterson pretends to be this, you know, morally upright, <laughs> no postmodern and so on and so on. And my point was, sorry, but uh, Trump is for me, the postmodern caricature of an obscene, obscene president. <laughs> Trump is not moral majority. If anything, Bernie Sanders is a figure of traditional decency and so on. So it may look, I often am in slight contradiction with what I just said, but I would be tempted to say that with all this open obscenity practiced now by Trump and his guys, maybe the left should adopt a much more moralistic role. The function of the left to ordinary people should be, listen, we understand you, good Christians caring for ordinary decency, we are the guys. Trump is the obscene guy. Trump is the true postmodern master who makes fun of himself and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, all that stuff. And it's not only here with Trump. Boris Johnson is playing the same game all around Europe. Even Christians, no, you probably don't know it, I... I, I follow where these rules of indecency changed in Europe, and I was shocked. The most tasteless example, it would have been maybe even too much for Trump, I found in Poland. The boss of Poland is now Kaczynski. He's not formally the boss, but he leads the ruling party, arch-catholic, conservative, nationalist. And in the last elections, after or before, no, before the last, he was asked, what's your plan when you regain power? And he answered with an extremely vulgar proverb in Polish, Teras kurwa mi, which means now it's our turn to fuck the whore. It's this military <laughs> expression when soldiers re- uh, wait yeah, in yeah. line to fuck the prostitute. <laughs> and then the TV interviewer, he said this on public state TV, yeah. was shocked. Oh my God, did you, he said, no, I insist, I meant it, and so on, like now you will see, we will exert power and so on. So, uh, uh, uh I think this obscenity works at two levels. On the one hand, of course, it's a primitive way for uh, uh, right-winger popu- right-wing populists to show solidarity with to, uh, to show solidarity with ordinary people, like, mm-hmm. you know, we are not those elite guys and so on. I'm like you. I'm like you. On the other hand, I think that Trump plays here a double game. Yes, he tells dirty jokes, makes fun But when he says, I love America and all that stuff, patriotic stuff, he's very serious. You know, it's strictly clear opposition in Trump when he is meant to be consciously obscene, funny. And incidentally, his great friend Putin is doing the same. I once met a guy who knew a guy who was Putin's PR guy. Mm -hmm. And Putin from time to time has a spontaneous outburst. He uses some dirty word, and this guy confirms my suspicion. These spontaneous vulgar outbursts are the m- best planned, planned in detailed outbursts of Putin. But I think the way maybe that would have worked against Trump is to, to, to turn it around, and to take seriously his obscenities but to mock as ridiculous his serious This, patria- this, this is yeah, yes. the true joke yeah. of Trump is make America great again <laughs> yeah. it's not when he does this grab by the yeah. pussy and so on and so on <laughs> stuff you know
1: yeah, it's when, he's, when he hugs the American flag on the stage. Yeah, that's, yes. that's for yeah. me
0: pure masturbatory obscenity and <laughs> yeah. so on. If I were, I would it like to gross. be that. We saw him do it's it live. Gross. It is, it's gross. Really I mean, where is, here yeah. I'm a conservative Christian. Where is some moral, moral censorship for <laughs> me? Jesse from... Holmes, to, you know, like put a, put a you know, curtain <sharp inhale> in front of that. Uh, yeah, and the way, did you notice how when he uh, embraces the flag, he has this kind of a weird... Loving my yeah, <laughs>
1: <It's> pure <Jenny>. <laughs> His, <laughs> mouth, his <laughs> mouth gets very wet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you you brought him up. I, I wanted to ask you about it. You, you know, uh, I guess a couple, couple months ago you did the, the the this debate with Jordan Peterson. you is yeah. a, you know. Clash
0: of the Titans. First of all, I want, to say, I want to say, no, no, no. You know where I even felt some solidarity with him? Yeah. What Clash of the Titans? We are both marginalized in the mainstream. Look at me. You are maybe young enough not to remember this. Till six, seven years ago. I almost regularly published op-eds in New York Times. Yeah. Now I'm totally prohibited there. <laughs> then even the left, the Indies Times, the Chicago uh-huh. Journal, totally prohibited. I had an incorrect stance on refugees and so on, prohibited. So did you notice this, that the only medium in the United States where they publish me, it's a very marginal digital one, it's, uh, it's the... Uh, Los Angeles Review of Books, Philosophical mm-hmm. Salon. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out. It's like a bad joke, Los it's Angeles like b- b- yeah, Review of Books. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Although, don't underestimate Los Angeles. I am now sick and tired of San Francisco, the big competition. Sure. I think LA, San Francisco, they think it's like Har- Harvard University. They think they are the center of the world. They are not. Yeah. But what to say, the same thing happened in, in the UK, Guardian. Mm-hmm. Up till three years ago, I was... Regularly mm-hmm. there. Almost at least every second week. Now I'm totally prohibited. Even the leftist. Uh, a London Review of Books, the the uh, New Left Review, I'm prohibited. I'm now totally... in. Invi- so I laughed at these uh, two titans, but yeah, I'm, even more, yeah. I'm even more marginalized. <laughs> as him now, now, why I did it? But I did it. The main reason I accepted it. One was purely narcissistic. He challenged me. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, anytime, anywhere, whatever. (laughs) And I got many replies from people. Oh, you chickened out. Are you afraid? And so on. I just wanted to prove, sorry, guys, I am not afraid. (laughs) Second thing is a much more subtle one. I think that as it's always the problem with our most radical and effective enemies, they they hit a grain of truth. You know, that's Mm -hmm. also my formula of fake lies. Fake lies are most dangerous when they incorporate into their narrative elements of truth. Mm So, uh, like, incidentally, but I don't want to go into it. Like, I know people who know people who know Joe Biden. <laughs> they said, okay, uh, Trump is disgusting, but Biden's son is corrupt. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's go on. Wait, I mean, what if
1: I got a job for 50 grand a month doing uh, yeah. natural gas in the Ukraine? Yes, yeah. like, yeah. of course. I'm like, hey, guys. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, but going back, my idea was this one. Don't dismiss all of Jordan Peterson, yeah. many people who are for him like this basic message. Don't just complain, pull yourself together, mm-hmm. act, uh, decide, and so on. Don't live now, passively. Now, yeah, yeah. now uh, what's wrong about this? And yeah. it's a tragedy to leave this to right-wingers, mm-hmm. yeah. this motive. I think there is a problem with this self-victimizing, complaining liberal le- left. Mm-hmm. I w- This is why I also... That's my last provocation. Mm -hmm. I'm already attacked in Europe. (laughs) I uh, like this Greta Thunberg. And uh, I ask why. Because she's, I think, the best example of toxic masculinity that I can... If you read the exact definition of toxic masculinity, instead of dialogue, you act aggressively and so on. She is it. Did you notice how Greta changed her image? Till two, three months ago, she was the innocent girl who is just telling the emperor is naked. Now she has this ironic, almost demoniac smile and so on. <laughs> I think I, I like women who are like this. And this is, uh, she is not a man. She's, she has a specifically feminine aggressivity, which is, I think, important today. Because why do our media like so much the feminine approach? It's part of today's... It, it, politics and ideology where oppression have to be masked as have to be masked as uh, how should I call it uh, 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 medical advice you know we should understand if you are a criminal you should get psychological advice therapeutic approach and women fit here wonderfully a friend of mine in France did an analysis how to deal with youthful crime and so on they prefer women they they do the same state oppression, but in this feminine understanding way, and so on and so on. So now, I think we, if anything in politics, this is now to annoy my friends, Democrats, we need we need more brutal protest not I'm not for physical protest but what I like about Greta Thunberg is her point is not oh I go to congress let's dialogue a little bit no her message you don't listen to me I am right no debate no debate debate. and I think this is the only way to approach what I consider the truly big problems today, like ecology. No, sorry, we shouldn't debate one degree Celsius or Fahrenheit or two or three. This is the same for me with digital control, which is the real horror today, you mm-hmm. know. Like how we are already controlled, what is the process. We should raise the temperature here in a non-violent way, but large-scale protests and so on and so on. I talk too much. Please go but, on. Uh,
1: sorry. Uh has been a debate, uh, and, and Peterson, by the way, purrs up for our boy. He's in rehab right now, yep. all his losses, lessons, just keep strong. Stay at
0: it, brother. No, but uh, sorry, just to finish. But yes, so my idea was a very conscious manipulation, and from the reactions hmm. I got, I succeeded. I was really talking to his fans. Yeah. Like, w- Guys, you are sick and tired of this politically correct, blah, blah. Listen, we, the left, can do the same <sighs> job maybe even better for well- you.
1: I mean, like, I, I guess, like, you know, going through that, like, did, did, you, did you learn anything no. from
0: or about him? No, <laughs> okay, no, okay, no. Uh, I right, know here good. I'm very yeah. brutal. I believe literally what I said before about masks. I'm totally not interested what kind of person is he really behind the mask. I, do, I don't care. I, well, what I only appreciate about him is that uh, uh, in contrast to many leftists who would just, you know, victimize, understand. Mm-hmm. But what he does... I don't know if he still does it, with his patients. He really deals with individuals who suffer, who are self-destroyed, and tries to somehow make them functioning again. Mm-hmm. This is quite an honorable thing to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, all those leftists who claim how uh, moral decay or uh, drugs is part of our culture, they like to do big social analysis, but are you ready? Did they ever see really a self-destroyed guy day? Mm -hmm. You know, so, but no, so no, you know, we afterwards, we had a quarter of an hour of a chat, and uh, we we established that what surprised, he also told me that many of his fans were furious at him, like, why didn't you grind? Me, mm-hmm. him, and to me also, like all le- left. I got dozens of yeah. leftist emails. Like, why didn't you screw his mother of that motherfucker? <laughs> and so on? I said, no. That was the beauty. It was absolutely clear how different we are. So there was no need to rehash that point. You know. Well, to we-
1: uh, to quote, I guess the uh, the boss of Poland. You know, when it was uh, your turn with the, uh, the the prostitute. I think the the line that stuck out the most is when you asked him, like who are actually these Marxists in American, the American It Academy? was ridiculous. His <laughs> yes, answer was yes, Jacques just, redame, yes. You know
0: that there was on YouTube one wonderful caricature because did you notice he had a PC in front of him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they tried, to, uh, they tried to imagine what was he doing there, and you see him Googling, who is Hegel, who is Marx? <laughs> so, no, but he admitted this to me. He... He, You know, don't overestimate him. He, he likes to say, read more. I read, for example, he quotes Solzhenitsyn. My God, was he ever in Russia? Every <laughs> honest Russian will tell you, <laughs> Solzhenitsyn was a pathetic fake. You get another guy, uh, Varlam Shalamov, Koli Tales. It's written in a totally different... Not this Solzhenitsyn's ethical, pathetic, moralizing, just in the style of early Hemingway, Short stories about Gula. This is what happened, yeah. This is...
1: It's sort of like the difference between like uh, Eli Wiesel and Primo Levi and like Holocaust yeah, literature. Yeah. Like every American school kid uh, reads here, Eli Wiesel. And here we get
0: another point about jokes. Nobody knows Yeah, jo- about uh, jokes. Uh, and uh, you know what fascinates me now? My idea was in the most deeply respectful way that if this is a man, his Auschwitz yes. memoirs are basically a comical book. And I mean it in a very respectful way. You know, what's my point? If you read, there are scenes there which, in their utmost horror, have a comical aspect. For example, when he describes the process of selection, Mm -hmm. how, you know, each prisoner once every two months, you have to run naked in front yeah, of an yeah. SSO, and he just put you, gas chamber, still to work. And how they exchange advice is if you pinch, you had to look as look healthy like, as... Yeah, yeah. Sort of it's a comic show, and what's my theory here? When things get really terrifying, it's a fake to be tragic. Tragedy works when you as a victim are still able to retain certain minimal dignity tragedy only works at that level. When things get really nightmarish, it must be a comedy, but this comedy doesn't mean I make laugh of the... It means I'm so perplexed by it, that it would be a fake to adopt this dignified tragic stance. I'm totally perplexed. I can only make fun of it. And now I discovered, with pleasure, my Jewish friends told me, do you know that there is a whole subspecies of Jewish Auschwitz jokes, making fun of themselves. And this is not disrespectful. It's just a way to recognize, sorry guys, something so horrible happened, it would be a fake. And even in ex-Yugoslavia, there are Srebrenica jokes. Not by others, by the Srebrenica survivors themselves. Better not me to start telling them they are both <laughs> extremely obscene and so on and so on. So for me, and this is the lie, for me, I always repeat this, did you see the movie uh, La Vita e Bella? Life is Beautiful? Yes yes. 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 You know what's the lie of that movie? That it doesn't persist in its comical stance to the end. At the end, there is the tragic moment. Right. When father sacrifices himself. Do, would you agree, let's say we all know the story, I have an idea of how to remake the movie which would have made him truly, I wouldn't say tragic, desperate. We know the story. Father and son are arrested to Auschwitz. In order for his son to make it easier, father tells him a bullshit story, tells him that like this is not really and, Auschwitz. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a big competition. Yeah. If you, we can leave whatever we want, but if you survive, you will get a big prize. Okay. What if when father is led away to be shot, he would have learned that his son knew this all the time. He just pretended to believe. So
1: he, he was doing it
0: for his dad, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't this make the movie really desperate? That there yeah. is no naive, innocent gaze for which you fake. They were all cheating. This would have been the true tragedy. So you see, and also, tra- sorry, just to go to the end. I'm also well aware from my own past that I'm not just celebrating vulgar humor. I'm well aware, especially from my communist past, that you not only have lower-class jokes against those in power, in communist nomenclatura, you have a whole series of jokes making fun of ordinary people. (laughs) They, They didn't believe in their communism. They make fun of idiots who take them seriously and so on. So I'm well aware that this was my big experience No, you probably haven't read. I used this in one of my early books of serving the army. I had to, and I learned there, this was almost my metaphysical epiphany. First, I thought, okay, you know, I don't know how it is here, but probably in every army, in ex-Yugoslav army, these obscenities were part of the game. The full metal jacket, thing, yeah. No, no, it's even, full metal jacket is still the obscenity as part of the training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even this private, like, I always tell this to my gay friends, and they are suspicious, they cannot accept it. How ambiguous towards homosexuality the army was. On the one hand, I agree, you were openly discovered you are gay, you are finished. You were beaten by fellow soldiers, you know, the standard military way. When you are asleep, somebody puts a pillow on your... Hat so that you don't yeah. see and others take their belts off and yeah. beat but at the same time the whole daily life was absolutely <laughs> penetrated by homosexual innuendos like in my unit let's say we are friends when i meet you in the morning and don't say good morning hello i say i'll smoke yours vulgar expression <laughs> for fellatio and say yes go on after i finish smoking to you something so this is the key paradox how the ultimate brutal oppression of actual homosexuality is accompanied by an explosion of homosexual innuendos. Or all this... It took me some time to get it that there is nothing subversive in this military obscenities. Military discipline for itself doesn't work. It has to be supplemented by obscene rituals. That's why, as you said, full metal jacket. But also... That's my, my fa- when some idiot asked me, what's your favorite American poetry? I said marching chants, you know, those stupid <laughs> marine songs. Like the one I always quote, it's nice from that stupid city movie with, with Richard Gere when he was younger. Oh, uh, officer certainly certainly. gentleman. Yeah, you know, I don't know, but I was told that Eskimo pussies are <laughs> rather cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you, what you have to see is that there is nothing of undermining military authority, whatever, Military no, that that that, that solidifies militarians. That solidifies, yeah, yeah. and many many leftist idiots who still think irony jokes are subversive. No, <laughs> they can also serve power absolutely. They're the ultimate resort of power. You know. Yeah. So things are more complicated. Again, don't misunderstand. I'm not just saying, "Hey guys, let's t- let's tell some dirty jokes." And although I must say here, you can use this if you dare. Here in the United States. What I hate is guys who want to provoke me, and then when they get what they ask for, they are shocked. Like once I was signing books, and a guy came to me and said, Professor, I know you like dirty jokes. Please, do it. D- dedication, write in a book something really dirty. Then I warned the guy. I told him, listen, you are talking to a madman. If you ask for a dirty, you will get it. No, more dirty it is, you will get it. He got it. and was, Then I wrote, I screw your mother standing up her ass in a dirty toilet with her niece in urine. something." And the guy was hurt. Fuck him. I warned him three times, you know. I hate people who, who I, you know, this is for me the fundamental hypocrisy. Like, if you ask for something provocatively, be ready to get it. You know, don't play, don't play this game. Sorry, we
2: got well, lost. Go a, on.
1: I got well. This is a
0: good segue. Uh,
1: just in terms of being being
0: ready to get
1: what you asked for, uh, we I, we got to ask you about, like you know uh, our current presidential election and particularly like just what what do you make of the Democratic primary and in, in particular uh, Bernie Sanders as he tries now a I second think time.
0: This is my old dogma. People thought that I'm crazy. I support Trump. I'm not crazy. Trump is a moral disgrace. I mean, Trump is. a
1: no, it's even... Uh, but you said that the election of Trump was the only thing that could open up
0: the actual like, ideological and did, crisis. And it did. We saw democratic socialists. Yeah. Without Trump, this wouldn't have happened, I claim. It, it, it's a reaction to Trump, so the only political battle, the way I see it, now in the United States, is the one going on within the Democratic Party. Absolutely. Yes, we agree. And uh, what I like about them, that's... Here comes Bernie Sanders' genius, but unfortunately, from what I know, this heart attack was more serious, so he will be... No, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. You he'll think be fine. So? Yeah, yeah, he'll, no, I'm just saying
1: it because, you know, yeah, willing yeah. it into existence. Yeah, 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 yeah. No,
0: no, no, we don't... Okay, okay. No, what I want to say is this, that uh, uh, what Trump did is he disturbed this hegemonic peace. Till Trump, Republican Democratic Party, there were tensions and so on. Of course, Democrats were not the same as Dick Cheney and so on. But basically, there was some understanding, you know. That they shared the same field, and that's always how politics works. It's not only just explicit rules. It's this, customs, unspoken rules, how you do things. And Trump disturbed this That You have now here some kind of a ideological civil war. And why should the left... Use this opportunity. Now, I don't know if you read my last piece published just digitally on this, where I, I, I go to, and some people again accuse me, you defend Trump. No, I've not. What's well, the idea that, like. No, you know, sorry, just yeah, minute, yeah. very briefly. You know, even this now impeachment process against Trump, I'm skeptical about it. Not only, I, 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 you know, Trump talk a lot, but he didn't attack North Korea, he didn't attack Iran or Syria. He is much more cautious here. This is why many right-wing hardliners are beginning to doubt him. But I want to tell you another thing here. Uh, uh, for me, this is a clear example of how ideology works. It's easy to attack Trump because he is obviously, uh, personally, if not corrupted, then immoral, whatever, opportunistic, whatever guy. And, but it would be much more interesting, and the lesson of the guys whom I admire, the, the triad, Assange, Snowden, Chelsea Manning, mm-hmm. is to focus on, let's call it naively, evil, violation of human rights, blah, blah, which are part of the anonymous functioning of the state apparatus. You don't need an evil guy like Trump to see what NSA is doing in combination with Facebook, with Google, and so on and so on. That's why now in a text that appeared only digitally, I said I contrasted Trump with his great enemy, who probably personally is more or less, although I doubt, honest, uh, James Comey. In yeah. uh, uh, higher loyalty, <laughs> I'm much more afraid of people who do the same stuff, the same, violating of human rights, blah blah, just on behalf of have some higher loyalty. Right. We should never forget that the problem today, digital control, oppression, and so on, it's not the problem of single corrupted individuals. I'm much more afraid of people who are sincere fanatics and think they are doing the patriotic duty and so on and so on. That's the problem I have with impeaching Trump. Of course, he should be not impeached. He should be arrested. Well, kill him. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> what I'm just saying is my fear is this one. I'm suspicious about this. I call it John Oliver, John Stewart, leftist reaction, even Alec Baldwin. Let's make endlessly fun of Trump. Yes, you did this, and at the end he will be re elected, and so on <laughs> and so on. I mean, uh, uh, but maybe I'm wrong here. My old dogma about Trump was that. Uh, uh, okay, back to Bernie Sanders. That Bernie Sanders was the only hope why. As many. Uh, I have. Believe me or not, I have some connections there. Uh, Bernie Sanders is from Burlington. Burlington is the only department where my colleagues of cinema studies, Lacanian psychoanalysts are in power. Really? So I met them some people around Trump, around, Trump, around Bernie. Why I do confuse the two of them? That's very suspicious. And they told me this. Uh, we have the squad. And Trump tried to focus his criticism on the squad. Uh, Alexandria, Octavio Cortes, and so Obama, on. Is, yeah. But the strength of the Democratic Party would be to bring the squad together with Bernie Sanders who stands for old white men. Sanders voters I was told in Vermont are people who otherwise would have voted for Trump maybe even. These ordinary impoverished farmers and so on and so on. This combination we should strive at. This was the greatness of of Sanders, he mobilized for the left cause all these uh, old-fashioned more, even moral majority guys and so on and so on so this is for me the only and this is why I think I cannot prove it statistically but this is why Hillary lost people, I had many connections I met people, my son even volunteered to, my son who is from Slovenia he was 18 years he contacted because he stood. He was with his mother in Ithaca, Cornell, and if Bernie Sanders were to be presidential mm-hmm. candidate, candidate, the whole summer he was already in contact with Democratic Party committee in Ithaca, Cornell. He offered to walk door by door, work for Sanders, and uh, uh, so all these sti- <laughs> offered, offered to commit election interference. Sorry. Offered to offer to commit election interference. Although yes, although I have to. Laugh, of course, you also, when I hear America say this, well, United States are interfering all the time in LA. Just they called it, we are helping democracy, (laughs) they are doing. No, but you know, that's the lie of the Democratic Party. Probably, I have no illusions about Trump's good friend, Putin, and so on. But uh, but let's face it, I don't believe this was the key factor. The key factor was so many Thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of uh, Bernie Sanders partisans were disgusted at how Hillary manipulated him. She lost, I think, d- in my analysis, that was what ruined it, and so on and so on. Hillary should have made, instead of attacking... Bernie, a more honest deal with Bernie—that would have changed. But like, you know, Maybe to, I'm wrong. I don't to, know enough.
1: Speaking about how, like, how the election shook out, and you know, you said like you know, I absolutely still right to choose Trump over Hillary because. Of but the only, because you... of oh, yeah, only because of this. Only because the no, reason. No, no. He, he, His yes. time is over. Yeah, I will yeah. write
0: a new text. Now the left is, re, uh, is revitalized. Now Trump. But like, his the, uh, duty. The, the, the criticism of that is yeah.
1: that. like you know, if you look at everything he's done, you know, like a family separation on the border and like a. Sort of a nascent, you know, I guess, white supremacist. And politics I know, in care, care and all of this stuff. Stuff, we'll take, we'll take this. Now is the time I mean, where, where do, we like, yeah. you know, moderate conservatives, we need like a broad, popular, anti fascist front against Trump because. You know, in the example of, like, Germany in the 30s, the Communist Party were like, great, Hitler's in power. Oh, now all the see, democratic I always go away. Emphasize, my yeah. point
0: is not the worst, it is all the better. I know yeah. this was the catastrophic policy of the communists in Germany. You know, first, they hailed Hitler's arrival yeah. to power. Fine, we have now pure confrontation, We know. First, I nonetheless think that, and I, I admit it, first, I don't universalize this. United States are a rich enough country, rich not in the sense of material, rich in the sense of the rich, complex texture of civil society mm-hmm. and so on. So whatever Trump is, it's not simply a new-faces dictatorship. While yeah. for Europe, I worry much more. I would never have been for Boris Johnson in England. Mm-hmm. That's a much more serious threat. I would never have been for Marine Le Pen. But for me, I admit it, many real things were lost like healthcare and so on but maybe I'm here a little bit too much of an idealist Leninist leftist the main, what I saw in Trump is just a, some, someone who can trigger a revival of a slightly more radical left it's not really radical. I find this ridiculous. Bernie Sanders, Venezuela. Look at his program. <laughs> it's much less radical than average European social democracy half a century ago. That's our reality now. <laughs> if today you repeat what European social democracy said half a century ago, you are Venezuela, communist, yeah. whatever, and so on and so on. So what I'm saying is it's a very brutal, cynical calculus. Yeah. I still think it was worth the price if we will get an authentic... T- Left, And I agree with you, we need this broad coalition, but you know, like, uh, there are no pure compromises. No, i saying I In compromises, always, <laughs> always somebody wins. And the left has now a unique chance to demand more. But like
1: the, the, this flattening <laughs> distinction where it's just like yeah, everyone needs to come together and, you know, including, like, you know, the left should make common cause with, I don't know, Bill Crystal and, like, I'm saying, no, I think that, would be, this, I think that would be a mistake. I think that would Some of them
0: even claimed now George Bush, the younger. Yeah, George right? Bush. Exactly, now. Yeah. Because he said he will vote for, for Hillary, no? Oh, great. What a good yes. guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 no, but don't you feel that this did happen with Trump? Like, all of a sudden, before, you had Republicans, Democrats, which were more or less, not quite, but more or less like, uh, you know, like, uh, like uh, Coke or Pepsi or whatever. This standard mm. opposition really didn't mean anything. Now you finally get something that resembles a true political struggle here. I think this is a very precious. And Sorry, another thing. You know where the left should answer? Now, of course, many mainstream liberal economists say the left just wants to spend money and so on and so on. And the idea is this doesn't work, only brings bankruptcy. This is so stupidly wrong. I talked with many economists, they even were not, who said, let's, let's look at World War II. You know that? The United States were not really out of crisis before World War II. What World War II meant is tremendous amounts of money spent in a non-productive way, arms and so on. At the end of World War II, you know that if you... Take away all the military production and take just private consumerist stuff. United States produced more than ever private consumer. In other words, if we can learn anything from history, it's that if you do it intelligently, just print money, spend it, invest, state it, they work, they work. And now I will give you another reason for this. Everybody knows this, that... Reagan was doing this. Trump is now doing this. Trump is the wild Keynesian. Trump's politics, economic, insofar as it works, it's absolutely not this neoliberalist austerity. It is yes. austerity against the poor. But he prints and spends money like crazy. You're, you, 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 do you remember when Clinton was in power, the right wing uh, was worried, oh, Democrats just print money. Now Trump is doing this to an extent unimaginable. Before the left should learn this lesson and be less afraid of spending money. Trillion is just a trillion. If you do it intelligently, you can do it.
1: Matt, you have a. Oh,
3: are
0: you are the dangerous guy. Yeah. You have this mean look at me. I wonder. I wonder what he's getting credit for. Where are we? Sorry, do we have something like clock? That's about an hour. We're yeah. about We're hour. hour. Okay, let's go a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I'm in a generous mood. I
2: feel like Uh, Trump after
0: he grabbed some nice (laughs) food. If you dare to use this. Uh, No no cuts. No edits No cuts. No cuts. Okay, sure. I've got a cut (laughs) of your hands. But you know how I would talk? Why didn't any Democrat do this? I would like to tell. Why doesn't a Democrat in public debate tell Trump now? We Democrats know how to grab your pussy, and then hopefully, Trump will answer sorry, I'm a man, I don't have a pussy and the answer is no, you are not a man you are one big <laughs> pussy, you know Democrats should learn no, this <laughs> I, No, we should be polite, but don't you yeah. think,
2: with guys like Trump selected insults no, the world, we, we they well, should absolutely. embarrass him I, my, my theory has been that they should that the leaders of the party should come out and accuse him of wearing a diaper yeah, at yeah, all times, yeah. and then yeah. make him, because he would be obsessed with that, and he would only talk about it, <laughs> and only talk about how he doesn't wear a diaper, and in everyone's mind they would just be thinking of him wearing a diaper. Yeah, yeah. It would yeah, annihilate yeah. him. And of
0: course, but you know the irony, in my shit call over country, Slovenia, <laughs> it's not that Trump is popular, but Melania is Oh yeah. One of us. Yeah. And I quite like this. Melef, this capitalist spirit. It's a small city town close to Croat border where Melania comes from. And now they're making big they sell
1: merchandise
0: and Melania they sell, uh, Melania cakes, uh, <laughs>
1: Melania wine, <laughs> Melania champagne.
0: You have a whole set of merchandise. Well said. she's a she's a great success story. Yeah, although I like I like this ironic argument, but it doesn't work. Trump is too obscene to hit him in this way that. New anti-immigration rules of Trump. Mm. Well, the first thing he should have done if he were to follow his rules is to send Melania back, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, so you've been following the Democratic election. More or less, not really. you with this
3: idea of electability, that most of the voters in the Democratic primary, (laughs) they tell pollsters that the most important thing is that they can beat Trump. The most important thing is that they are electable. And to them, electability means that this candidate, usually Joe Biden is considered the yeah, most yeah. electable, the most that electable. this candidate will appeal to a, an, yeah, a, yeah, an imaginary yeah, yeah. voter who voted there for be, Trump. Sorry, and will, you know, someone who will yes, be yes, acceptable. Yeah. And this is something
0: that we think about a lot and are kind of mad by. But be very are, careful here. Be very careful here because that's the mystery of the democratic process. Sometimes... To be a little bit more radical makes you even more electable. The problem yes. of democratic center is that they are also presented as inefficient, corrupted, part of the establishment, and so on and so on so But the biggest argument for me against this against this reasoning of electable is Trump himself almost
2: to the end he was considered inelectable mm, yes. too extreme you cannot. The Clintons. Mean, tried to manipulate it so that he'd be the nominee because they thought he'd be easier to beat. Yeah, yeah. You see, that's the lesson we should learn. It's not as simple as that. The political
0: landscape, it's not as simple as that. Right, left, oh, who gets the middle and so on. It's much more complex. That's why, again, I like uh, Bernie Sanders. No, it's not some abstract middle ground that we should get. We should aim at those disappointed lower classes who who vote for Trump. That should be our target. Not some of this imaginary middle and so on and so on. But we
3: imagine when when voters... I I think people do this uh, throughout the spectrum, even on the left. Hmm. They think, you know, my guy will appeal to this voter that I've conjured up, this uh, this other. But this
0: makes elections very sad. I remember I watched an interview with, or was it in newspapers, I don't know, with uh, uh, Biden's wife. And it was the most tragic, depressive statement that I read. Her point was, I know Joe, my husband, doesn't have a good health problem, but he's the most electable. Like, she openly stated, it's yeah, all... She'd come from, but don't. No, this will not work. Trump nonetheless introduced a new logic of political engagement, mobilization. I don't believe that this is enough to beat him. You need a more sorry for this naivety, a more inspiring, positive project.
2: That, that, but the, the problem, though, is that although he did, Trump did in, create a new political reality, he overturned all yes, the old yes. understandings, but the media has basically tr- spent the last three years trying to convince everyone that that didn't happen and that there's still normal That's and nothing the changed. Tragedy.
0: That's the biggest tragedy. That's why I'm saying... Trump's biggest ally are these liberal media, bec- which criticize him, but exactly in this wrong way.
2: Yes, yeah, they, they criticize him for being vulgar. They criticize yeah, him for doing that petty stuff, corruption. All the
0: stuff, and so that's why again I'm allergic to that, uh, John Oliver. Of course, you can may, uh, make fun as much as you want for Trump, but maybe this even just. Uh, strengthen solidarity with him and so on and so on. Something, that's why I quoted him. uh, uh, Bernie Sanders said something quite simple and nice a month ago already. He said, I'm tired of this Trump impeach, Trump impeach. What about social solidarity? What about healthcare and so on and so on? Don't get focused on the person. Go to, and uh, 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 Bernie, in a very wise way, I noticed... She even said with some particular points when Trump wanted to protect some industries, maybe we should even support Trump here. He didn't mean it totally. But, you know, like just to shift from this, per- this personal issue to personalize on Trump, even if you just criticize him as a disgusting person, is to do him a favor in the long term, I think. Well, here is the second part of that
3: question. So... Yeah, when you, we hear from Bernie Sanders voters, like if, I don't, I don't know if you saw the video of the Bernie Sanders no, town no, hall no, no, no. where uh, this man comes up and says, "I'm a veteran, I have health insurance, but they stopped accepting it. I'm 150, you know, thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dollars in mm. debt, and I and I want to kill myself. I'm going mm. to kill yeah, myself yeah. because I, my despair is great. Yeah, yeah. So when you know the 15 percent of so or so who say they support Bernie Sanders, you know, they, they they do it for very material reasons. I want to survive, but it seems like everyone else they support a candidate because of aesthetic reasons or because they appeal to this imaginary... Uh, I deeply agree with you. Sorry. But my question is should we on the left be... The left critique is, no, our politics are immaterial. That's been the left critique for a while. We want to return to a a material sort of politics. But does that mean we should not be fighting in the imaginary terrain of
0: electability and... and No, no, no. I totally agree with you. Even when you said aesthetic, you know. I know I even have, uh, I know some uh, 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 theorists of political processes in Europe who even claim that even when we are apparently dealing with material issues, most of, even most of politics today is, if I may use this very nice term, it's used in Europe, that we should fight aesthetic issues. Somebody you find repellent, immor- and so on and so on. But I think that we should precisely do this, it can be done in a different way, I claim. So it's not just we should talk real issues. This is losing strategy today. And so that you will see that I'm not bluffing. I will give you an example of not Slovenia, but Croatia. Their standard of living two, three years ago fell. There was a crisis. Trade unions wanted to organize a big Protesting this, whatever some uh, uh, social uh, unemployment and so on and so on. At the same time, right-wing nationalists organized a big protest meeting for the defense of Croat nations and so on and so on. Leftists got uh, two hundred people. Right-wingers got half a million people. It's, this is the the I totally agree with you. The 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 mystery is that precisely those poor guys who vote for Trump, they, are, they almost vote for him more for aesthetic reasons, making America strong and so on. No, no, I agree with you. We shouldn't simply do this. But, but I think the left should mobilize its own, okay, it's, although it's still pragmatic, but aesthetic reasoning, for example, uh, for example, ecology. Ecology is not material in the immediate sense. This is uh, the way to approach ecology, not in this panicky way, our world is falling apart and so on and so on, but in a course, I, I see ecology as one field of this and so on and so on. The crucial thing for me is not to play this. I think the main aesthetic card I would have played is we are the true moral majority. We stand for decency, for ordinary people. So even if this means, and that's where I get attacked here, that we, you know, many leftists are hypocrites. The more marginal, further out a group is, the more we should sympathize with them. Yes, but there is some inverted racism here. I think the left should reinvent its own aesthetic policy, which is, again, it's not just... Material profit. It's also common morality, decency. All these moral rates usually mobilized by by the conservatives. Yeah. This is a unique chance with Trump's open obscenity that we we occupy that field. Sorry, my, my wife will kill me. Where are we now? I'm sorry. I fuck it. Okay, five <laughs> minutes more. Five minutes okay. more. Well, I guess uh, just uh, because problem, my
1: we, wife will we, yeah. kill me. <laughs> We, we, we began by talking about uh, movies and popular culture, and I think most of our audience is probably most familiar with, uh, you know, Pervert's Guide to Ideology and Cinema, because, you
0: know... I'm not kidding. They're, they're I haven't, I haven't seen it. Things, yeah. I hate so much my <laughs> characters, so that <laughs> I cannot watch myself on screen, it's not a joke, for more than, like, yeah, five yeah. seconds. Uh, I, but, you know, we are doing now the third one. Oh, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, it's, the trilogy. Uh, we wanted to do "Pervert Guide to God," "Pervert Guide to Opera." This was considered not commercial art. It will be very boring. <laughs> "Pervert Guide to 21st Century," just all these new tendencies. Well, just want to uh, bring it back down to to their level, because, like I said, yeah,
1: they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're slobs and philistines. Uh, just I am any a, any a Slob or snob? <laughs> a slob.
0: A slob, because <laughs> yeah. I am a snob. You know, yeah. I am. Uh, I live as an ordinary guy. I have only jeans, but once a year I go to my son. That's how I spent money to super luxury hotel. Like I was, you know, that in Dubai, Burj al Arab. Yeah, yeah. I was there for a week. <laughs> oh, must have been nice. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, sorry, let's go so, on. So, yeah,
1: yes. just like yeah. last question. Uh, we, we started out talking about, like, movies and popular culture. Yeah. Like, is, is there anything that you've noticed recently in, in, in film or television that's, uh, that piqued your interest as an interesting psychological or Not ideological test? Fuck psychology. Yeah, no, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But, uh,
0: you know, I will tell you something which may interest you. I'm quite fond of, although sometimes they have this new age mystification, but this new trend in science fiction, not big blockbusters. I uh, Here, watching big blockbusters, can you swallow it? Am I from another era? <laughs> what, with all my benevolence, I went to a big movie theater with my sons to watch in a big screen all the multi-stereo uh, 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 Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely bored. I don't get it. Am I? Do I live in Paris? Why do people? I got bored. But uh, this, I call them, not being sense of low quality. Like, did you see Arrival? Yes. This type of modest Arrival has a very complex structure of temporal loop and Mm. so on. Or did you see a neglected but wonderfully leftist movie with John Goodman, not in a comic role play, Captive State? I ha- oh no I had not seen that. You yet. shoot. Okay. It's actually one. on my queue right now. Yeah. 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 It's you know uh, we are um Occupied by aliens, yes. but who are like big capital. You don't see them. They are just on earth to exploit our natural resources. They have collaborators who rule on their behalf, so officially And then in the suburb of Chicago, there is some in poor suburbs black resistance towards them. And John Goodman, the funny guy, Flintstone, whatever, plays a tragic cop. You think he acts for the invaders? But at the end, he sacrifices himself. It's a such a mo- no special effects, a little bit very, but very dark atmosphere and so on. This is one of the things, one of the few things that I like. I must say this. Let's call them uh, B-level science fiction or. This is not science fiction. It's just a little bit, not even alternate reality. Was it popular here? In Europe, it's all around a cult. With Emma Thompson, this British uh, 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 series, oh, years, uh, uh, years and years. Yeah, I watched it, yeah. It's so shocking because it's the way it is now just a little bit further. You know, you have openly racist populists more than now. You have already limited wired brain you can share. Experience. It's our world just a little bit extrapolated mm. and all the madness of it. So, yes, yes, I see all these things. Tend- In China it's the same. Forget the big directors. My... In China, interesting things are happening. I don't know for how long they will be allowed to <laughs> go on, but not Zhang Mo, He is now sold to the States, big projects mostly, but how called you call Zhang Did you see a Chinese movie already 10 years back called Still Life and some others? It's excellent. It. He does this just about, disp- like, Still Life is about one of those cities when they were building that mega dam that mm-hmm. went under water. And there, a husband is looking for his wife who abandoned him and another wife for her husband. And these everyday tensions there, it's really like Chinese Antonioni. It's no direct dissidence, just this silent despair of, of uh, daily life and so on and so on. But on TV series, I'm here an old fetishist. My is Scandinavian noir. Not just all those wonderful... Were they popular here Danish uh series The Bridge The Killing? Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. now my well, favorite they were remade th- in America I know yeah. I know but the original yeah, is better very good yeah uh, my favorite is now was it popular here Trapped the Iceland series no. small town In north of Ireland, uh, uh, they're all in avalanche, a murder happens, they're all local tensions and so on. Very dark and so on, wonderful atmosphere. Ireland is my, sorry, Iceland, Iceland, is my cultural ideal today. Do you know that the whole city nation has less than 300,000 people? They have one big detective writer. No, they have dozens, but the biggest is Arlandur Indridasson. You know how many copies there on Iceland his last book sold 50,000 you know what it means (laughs) it's like Bible every family and now he's also a world best seller and so on you know what I like about this Scandinavian noir we old social democratic left welfare state guys we don't like Stalinism but we perceive nonetheless Scandinavian countries they did it they did it but nonetheless the beauty is how this Already with Stig Larsson, with uh, <laughs> Henning Mankel, all the silent despair comes yeah, out. Yeah. This is maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, do you know, for example, that Sweden, with all the happiness and so on, <laughs> has one of the highest suicide rates yeah. Yeah. in the world and so on. This is, this is what I follow. This good, dark TV series. I'm, uh, the only thing that when I'm in a bad mood, The only thing that keeps me alive is that you show me a universe which is too dark even for me. (laughs) Okay, I'm not on the bottom of shit. There is (laughs) (laughs) something and so on. So uh, do you have anything new here? My wife is a chain-smoking TV addicted. She watches everything. Good series and shit-like. It's good that she is not here. Don't you have now about ultra-rich family succession? Yes, yes, yes. 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 That's what my... And with my... Our evenings are, I worked on my PC, but like with one ear, I I listened to that. And this is an interesting, I'm so sad I don't have a good theory. What fascinates me with this new TV series is that it's no longer the old formula of, although HBO sometimes still does it, once a week. I like this idea that they release it the whole season at once, And then even the guy, Dan Simon, who, I forgot his name, who did The Wire. He said, this is not TV series. This is a 40-hour movie. And ideally, you should just take one weekend, fill yourself with drugs, not to fall asleep. (laughs) And (laughs) I love this. I love this. I think that this is the other side of blockbusters. Everybody knows it. Movies occupied, movie domain occupied by stupid blockbusters. And then... TV series are the thing today. And another thing that interests me, but I'm too stupid to play them, I seriously have considered thoughts that maybe, maybe, uh, even video games have a narrative potential, are becoming an... uh, Do you know how important they are? People don't know that. (laughs) Three, four four years ago, uh, video games have beaten movie and TV they turn around yeah. more money and some of them are uh, wonderful even educationally like I like to play Do you play I, you game any at all no I'm too okay. stupid <laughs> but my son is a fanatic Like what does he, what does he play uh, for example, Assassins, the game yeah. I enjoyed how through help of I uh, spoke to a guy who was there with production and told me they employed 60 historians it's a wonderful idea to reconstruct Jerusalem in 11th, and then Rome in 13th century and so on and so on No, I, I try to be open towards this I'm not, I'm not conservative here, but I'm still basically a creature of 20th century which means movies yeah, and I, I, you know what I do in desperate times like this? I watch old Hollywood stuff. Sure. I, my enemy is Marlon Brando, actor, studio, psychology. My favorite actor is somebody like Cary Grant. No spontaneity, you know, totally, yeah. totally non-psychological actor. Mm-hmm. He acts himself, like he. So. Uh, uh, it's, I try to enlighten younger generations. Do you know what big things you get in Hollywood of those years? Like Ernst Lubitsch. Did you see To Be or Not To Be?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: One of the absolute comedies, or Trouble in Paradise, and so on and so on. Old Hollywood. Is for me the real Big fan of
1: uh, Ninotchka as well.
0: <laughs> no, Ninotchka is a little bit. Susp- my biggest Ernst Lubitsch for me is uh, "Traveling Paradise." Okay. It's breathtaking yeah. and, and so on. But you know, we even in Slovenia we are crazy. Uh, the daughter of Lubitsch, Nicola Lubitsch, visited in Slovenia and cried. We organized in Berlin and in Ljubljana two times a big Ernst Lubitsch colloquium. She came there the daughter and said it's a shame you do it in city slovenia she didn't say this we cannot do it in the united because we didn't try to repeat to reorganize the same colloquium i was even in contact with some people in hollywood and so on and nobody wanted to do it here Sorry, I have to... Now my final message to you, yeah. be a good manipulator. Did you see the documentary, uh, a Thin Blue Line? Not Yes, red? yes. yes. Yeah. You know that famous Aero line Moors, I yeah. quoted all the time, yeah, where a guy says every average prosecutor can get a guilty guy condemned. It takes a very good prosecutor to get an innocent guy condemned. <laughs> so that's my message to do. Every journalist average can reproduce what I said. It takes a very good journalist to use only my words, but to manipulate me so that I appear saying the opposite of what I say. Should <laughs> so do all the cuts and so on, manipulate it. You know what's the standard procedure? You use my answer, but you use it as an answer to another question <laughs> so that then I appear an idiot and so on. <laughs> do me a favor and manipulate me. We will, me yeah,
1: we will, we will uh, alter your voice. We will edit it to make you say
0: things that you didn't do. You Just didn't don't say, do yeah. it. But my voice, I don't think you have to alter it. It's hysterical enough. I know, <laughs> I know what usually right-wingers are doing. Kid, that, so you don't know. I think I'm nervous enough. The problem yeah. is not the voice. Maybe you should even... Raise the rhythm so that I appear totally hysterical, <laughs> totally <laughs> stupid. We'll like, maybe we'll speed it up by yeah. like a half a And a half if you want any background music, well, please, <laughs> not here. There. Please don't use some revolutionary stuff. You know those nice piano pieces, Eric Satie, Gymnopoedi, those gentle, I, I like them always. And then I felt vindicated. When I read, Satie, everybody takes him for the exemplary bourgeois music, this chamber nice. When he died in 24, he was member of the Central Committee of the French Communist Party. Oh. <laughs> That's my guy. There you go. Slavo Zizek,
1: everybody. Thank you very much for your time. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.